Reverse Mortgages 101. I downloaded this from a Wade Fowles website, retirementresearcher.com. It's just basically the, the terminology of reverse mortgages. So I'm going to share it with you. By all means, go to Wade's website, revert, uh, retirementresearcher.com. Just, man, there's just tons of info. Get on his email list, uh, Wade and another guy, Bob something or other. Ah, I forgot. But anyway, uh, lots of good stuff there. So we're just going to go over the terminology of reverse mortgages. Look, man, do what you need to do. Don't care. I think reverse mortgages need to be more in the uh, in the dialogue. I abs I'm 100% unequivocally uh, sold on the concept of using a reverse mortgage. Not necessarily uh, doing it, but just a concept. Does it make sense to do? And I'm going to run some numbers later here, going back to my Wellington stuff. Uh, two things, when I do financial planning, two things we're trying to solve. One, let's make sure you don't run out of money, all right? Uh, but there's a corollary to that. So let's, A, let's make sure we don't run out of money. Now, I'll get the corollary number in a second here. Number two is how can we reduce the taxes uh, to your heirs, to your charities? So, i.e., what kind of a state do you want to leave, if anything, uh, to your loved ones, charities, and things of that nature? And, and, and that is a tax plan. So the first one is a, a typical retirement planning. Let's make sure you don't run out of money. The second one is more of a tax planning, legacy planning scenario, if that makes sense. So if you're interested in either of those, I can work with you for sure. The corollary to part one, though, is, yeah, I mean, we can always guarantee not run out of money. Just don't spend anything. But, you know, who wants to do that? I mean, look, I'm being silly. I get it. But if you don't want to run out of money, don't spend money and you won't run out of money. But that's kind of what I think the limits are on, on modern financial planning. Don't take more than 4% a year because you're going to run out of money. I'm like, but what if there's opportunity to take more than that? without running out of money? What if we can live better and still leave a sizable legacy? Maybe not the perfect legacy, but we could take more and leave a legacy. That, thus, not only are we not flying coach so our kids can fly first class, but we're both flying business class, if that makes sense. So I'm able to upgrade. I might have to downgrade my children. I'm not even convinced that's the case or the charity, but instead of me being down here in the back by the freaking stinky uh, toilets, you know how they got those uh, airplane toilets every time they open up, you're like, and they got all these people standing around there and little babies, and Bleh. you're like, oh, and I love babies, man, but when I'm trying to sleep on a flight, I'm like, dude, I still love babies. Still love babies. I'm a softie for babies, babies and puppies, and Ferdinand, the bull, when he sniffed those flowers, I, I think I'm like Ferdinand. Man, you put a baby in front of me, and I'll, man, my wife drove crazy. She goes, dude, you, you're, you look like a, a, a fool. I said, I know, but I just love my little babies. They're so cute. Don't you, when they, when they hold your finger like that? I remember my little brother doing that when I was five years old. He was first born. He used to hold my finger like that. That was like, oh, man, that melted my heart. So I miss little babies. So if they're back there by the toilet, but Josh, you're rambling. Eh, I don't care. Um, I, I, even if they're crying, I just, I try to make fun and, you know, and stuff like that it's fun um all right so anyway so we don't want you back there sans babies that's french for without we don't want you back there without the babies while your kids are way up here nah so what if we can downgrade them and upgrade you at the same time and solve the issue on a twofer not run out of money living better than you normally could or you would have under modern day financial retirement planning and still leave a decent legacy as well. That's not a bad scenario, man. Not a bad scenario at all. And I'm not, again, I'm not even sure by upgrading you to a, a, a business class that you have to downgrade your kids. I'm not sure about that at all. In fact, I might say we can upgrade you to first class and have your kids at business class. Does that make sense? 
We shall see. But anyway, reverse mortgage, I think, can do that. I haven't done a huge amount of number crunching here yet, but I am. I'm going to, and I'm going to be part of my book, Retire on Wellington. All right, so like my man Wade, four ingredients that can be combined with in several different ways by a lender. Um, uh, origination fees relates to the home home's value. Maximum is set by the government. Lenders may charge less, but larger lenders tend to charge the max. Smaller lenders may compete through lower origination fees or even credits to also offset for other closing costs. Other closing costs, fees vary uh, and relate to typical costs or opening a mortgage, titling and appraisal. I freaking hate the titling stuff, dude. That You can't tell them that's not a scam. You refinance your house with the same bank. You, you They already did the title work on it. Why do they got to do it again? We've got to make sure nothing has changed in the last 18 months. Yeah, bullcrap, dude. You, you just as a... So for, I mean, they make tons of money on title work, tons. Seems to me, if you did the title work within five years, that should be sufficient. Uh, we don't need to do it again. Yeah, my goodness, crazy. But anyway, a title work and appraisal. Well, I guess appraisal is now about 500 bucks or so. Uh, servicing fees. Lenders are allowed to charge up to 35 a month, but it's become common to charge no explicit servicing fee. Instead, of, instead they include in the margin rate. And the margin rate is out, ongoing costs related to outstanding balance affects both the initial principal limit factor and subsequent growth rate of the principal limit. The lender's margin is a part of the expected rate and a higher lender margin applies a higher expected rate, which in turn applies a lower principal factor. Whew, that's a lot. The lender's margin is a part of the expected rate and a higher lender, lender's margin implies a higher expected rate, which in terms implies a lower principal factor. Of course, my man Wade, because he knows a lot of us, your old buddy Josh, can't keep track with all his uh, writing here. He gives us an example. Thank goodness. For example, a 62-year-old with a $400,000 home could see their initial principal limit fall from 145 to 126 by choosing a 4% lender's margin instead of a 3% lender's margin. Hmm, but why would they do that? To eliminate closing costs, maybe? Because they're saying servicing fees are thrown in the margin costs? Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, why would you do that? I don't, I mean, there's got to be a way to, there's got to be a reason you do that, I think, to put, well, you're not really, you can finance the other closing costs. I don't know. There's got to be a way for that. There's got to be a reason you do that. It's kind of like paying, paying points on a mortgage, I guess. Uh, spending options for adjustable rate mortgages, a lump sum payout, take a large amount at the beginning, though not necessarily the full amount available. A tenure, or tenure, works like an income annuity with a fixed monthly payment guaranteed to be received as long as the borrower remains eligible. Allows for additional spending from the reverse mortgage even when the line of credit has been fully used. Uh, what it allows for additional, okay. Term payment, a fixed monthly payment is received for a fixed amount of time. Uh, line of credit, home equity does not need to be spent initially or ever. A line of credit can be used for a variety of contingencies later in distribution and retirement. Distributions can be taken from the remaining line of credit until it's been used in its entirety. So a 10-year payment works like an income annuity with a fixed monthly payment guaranteed to be received as long as the borrower remains eligible, essentially in the home. Allows for additional spending from the reverse mortgage even when the line of credit has been uh, fully used. I guess that's because the line of credit is increasing. All right, so the spectrum of potential reverse mortgage uses is, uses spend down credit favors low margin, high upfront cost. Spend down credit. See, this way, low margin, high upfront cost. Okay, so that, okay, gotcha. So the lower the margin, the more the upfront cost. Okay, there, yeah, it's like a it's like a fee. It's like a point you're paying on your mortgage. Gotcha. So you pay a you're paying a point for buying down your interest rate essentially. So spend down credit portfolio debt coordination for retirement spending. Uh, spend down 
favors low margin, high upfront costs, pay off an existing mortgage, transition from a traditional to a reverse mortgage, fund home renovations for aging in place, uh, have them for purchase of new home. Okay. Does he talk about? Okay, gotcha. So he's from top to bottom. So preserve credit works, favors high margin rate, low upfront costs. I got you. Okay, cool. So in that case, preserve credit as insurance policy, support retirement spending after uh, portfolio depletion, protective hedge for home value, provides contingency fund for spending shocks and home health care expenses, health expenses, divorce. Okay, I get that. So favor high margin rate, low upfront cost, low margin rate, high upfront cost. Okay, so basically, the more you borrow, uh, the lower the margin rate you want to be because the margin rate is essentially your interest rate. Okay, gotcha. So that means... The more you borrow on the front end, the more you want to pay high upfront costs. The less you borrow on the front end, uh, the the higher the margin rate is. Because again, the margin rate is synonymous, in my opinion, now with uh, with interest rates. That's good to know. All right, cool, man. Um, I don't know this McLean Asset Management. I guess that's how McLean, Virginia. I suppose. I'm not sure, but I don't know if I don't know if Wade actually does Heckams. I don't. I'm sure he himself doesn't. But uh, that's interesting. So there's some good stuff there. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of uh, Wade Fowl. Always have been. I was uh, amazed, frankly. I think he started doing these uh, reverse mortgage webinars through the Financial Planning Association, if memory serves, like six or seven years ago, maybe a little bit less. And I was stunned. I said, wait, what? Because I was always looked up to Wade. I said, what are you doing, man? That's a, man, those are dirty products. What's that about? It'd be like freaking uh, Jonathan Clements. And I don't, look, I'm not a fan of Jonathan Clements, but a lot of people in the industry are uh, who are the holier than thou types because he's always written about commission-based salespeople while well, they're still charging 1.5% a year in fees. Huh, weird. But it would be like Jonathan Clements advocating for variable annuities. It's just like, well, that'd be kind of weird. And that's when I saw Wade talk about reverse mortgage. I said, that's just odd to me. So reverse mortgages 101, go to retirementresearcher.com and get this sucker now. I think uh, I think it'll be well served by doing that and sign up for Wade's uh, research as well. All right, we'll see you next time.